Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the God's Existence episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode right now so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with Pastor Joel. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. That was awesome. Man, what a great, great topic difficult to not get into God's nature when talking about him and his existence. Right. Why is that so difficult? Because I have fallen for this so many times that I feel bad. (laughs) I am listening to this argument and I'm feeling bad because man, I have fallen for this. Yeah, I think, well, one, I think that a lot of this has to do with the way we've been, the way God has been described to us as Christians. Yeah. I don't think people been taught the difference between God's existence and God's nature. Nice. I don't think many people can give an explanation for God's existence in 15 seconds or less. So I think that's part of it, but... Mm -hmm. I think, I think it requires faith. It requires uh, a level of understanding and experience of, of the principle of causality and of what really helps people to be able to explain these things in the way we're, we're sharing and give up control over trying to, um, trying to get the effect we want. Because what we want... And maybe this is what it's really about. What I want as a Christian when I have a conversation with an atheist is for them to change their belief Hmm. and to receive, you know, the father and the son and the Holy spirit into their life. Yeah. And it's not enough for me to just explain that God exists, but I also need to explain to them the massive benefit of receiving Christ as their savior And, you know, like I said, in the, what the fuck, it's like, I don't want to stop here. I want to, you know, what would be easier. It's easier to appeal to these people emotionally. Oh, definitely. You're not alone. God created you for a purpose. Yep. And the person's like, I don't even believe God exists. I don't know why you're talking about some mythical being and his care for me. So it is, that's why I think, I think we have this desire to create disciples, this desire to convert people. And the way we do that is by showing the appeal mm. of being a Christian, the appeal of being a son of God. Right. And it is, there is an appeal there. There's a benefit. There's a value. We ought to be able to express that. Yet when we're talking about God's existence, we haven't gotten to that realm yet. We're just talking about whether or not, really causality exists man i've heard comedians talk about this and say you know there's a comedian that said i'm jealous i'm envious of christians and people who believe in god because they just wake up in the morning and they're just "Mm, oh yes it feels so good oh god loves me so much and he's like i don't wake up with that feeling he's like i'm kind of jealous but you're but let me expose the contradictions about this god that you believe in 
And I think it is that way. Like we want people to feel, hopefully as, as Christians, we, uh, you know, we would want people to feel the way that we feel because we don't feel depressed and anxious and worried that we feel more secure, but our, these feelings ought to come from a place of logic, right? Which is why, you know, they, they ought to be based upon these feelings that we have or these effects because a feeling is an effect, right? Yes. So these feelings, this effect that we feel, we ought to be able to describe. We ought to be able to have a logical explanation for what it is that we feel. And now I'm actually reminded of that passage that says, give an answer, be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. Yeah, that's great. That's, uh, yeah, the, the whole apologetic side of this, like we ought to be ready to give an answer. And the point there isn't an answer for why you, for, for your feelings. The point there is non-contradictory explanation for your beliefs, for the hope in you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. I, I really do. I see. I think, I think we have, we have good intentions, right? Yep. We want to convert these people. We want them to experience what we experience. But as, as a leader, I need to recognize who am I talking to and what do they need? Not what do I want? What do they need? That's good. And that's where it's like, it may take, it may take a step back from what I want to interact with these people in a way that they need. I may have to adjust myself for their benefit and just talk about this, you know, really dry principle of causality and it may require me to ask these questions and it may require me to give up control over ever being able to talk about God's nature with these people. Right. But who am I trying to benefit? Yeah. Do I want to put a tally on my, how many people I witnessed to board or do I really want to love people? And, and do I really have a, an explanation for God and his existence that that does make sense. And it was, is without contradiction, man. So now what we're talking about is if, you know, we're, we're believers and an atheist comes to us and points out contradictions in scripture. Yeah. How can you believe this? We need to take, you know, we need to keep taking steps backwards we need to go back. We need to embrace, like essentially what we're doing is we're embracing the principle of causality as we have this discussion with the atheist. So what an atheist or what someone who doesn't believe can do is present a contradiction in the Bible to us and say, how do you believe that? And what we, what we ought to be doing is saying, well, do you believe that this, what do you believe about this Bible? Well, I think it's just a, a storybook. Okay. What do you believe about the existence of God? You know, or, you know, what do you believe about God's nature? Well, I don't think he has a nature, you know, he has a contradictory nature and then, okay, what do you believe? And so what we can do is we can, when contradictions are presented to us by atheists is go right down to the bottom floor and go talking about, let's talk about the first cause. Yeah, what's this conversation really about? You're trying to convince me that 
your right to believe God doesn't exist. Let's start there then. Yep. Like, why are we doing a deep dive in the book of Deuteronomy Mm -hmm. in a specific context when really what you want to talk about is whether or not God exists. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. So for the people, you know, who are going to be helping people who've been hurt by church in the, in causality and like talking about causality feels um, logical, like just only logical. You know what I mean? It's like, I want, but I want to talk about God. So how do you, so how do you get for people who are worshiping him in spirit and truth? We want to get spiritual. We want to help these people recognize the spiritual realm and the, the care and the love of God. How do I only talk about causality in this moment? Well, one, I think, I mean, honestly, I don't know how many Christians actually, that's part of the issue is how many Christians actually believe that there is an explanation for God's existence without contradiction. I feel like most often it's what I hear is, you know, embrace the mystery. Right. And I think that's the first, the first issue is, you know what, maybe we ought to be doing what we ought to be encouraging the leaders who are listening to this to do is to one, make sure you have a non-contradictory explanation for God's existence. Mm -hmm. And number two, once you have your explanation down to the non-contradictory explanation for God's existence, instead of going out and practicing on atheists, why not help the people in your own church understand this to a level where they could explain it themselves? Mm -hmm. That's one of these things, because what we're getting at here is one of the ways that the church has suffered through this is evangelism has become really weak because our explanation for God doesn't account for his existence. And it also has what we've learned a lot is it has a weak and flawed explanation for his nature. And a lot of, a lot of evangelism is really, it is telling these people who don't believe in God to believe in a God that they can't even explain. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so what I would want to do as a leader is I would want to make sure my own people have their own belief system in line with what God's is before we go out into the world and try to give an explanation for who God is. So that's the what we like to say at Music Life Church, at both of our churches, one of the one of the really cool things we we have where we embrace this principle of refuge is we we like to say, you and I have both said this to our people multiple times make your mistakes here nice practice your craft here with these people nice one because this is a safe place to practice nobody here is going to judge you if you screw it up Hmm. but two we also have the ability to repair so if you do screw up we can help you we can fix it so let's get our house in order before we start inviting the community over for dinner. Dude, that's great. That is great. 
So the Ray Comfort Kirk Cameron mistake is to not go to causality. Yeah, they went they nobody in these debates. I've I've watched other famous debates. Um, yeah. Ken Ham and Bill Nye, the science guy, had one a few years ago. And it number one, the issue is neither side is actually trying to understand the other side. Neither of them are being humble. Because they both completely dismiss the points that the other person's making. And the effort is all about trying to prove their own point and prove the other person wrong. Mm. And that was really this Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron was basically the same thing. And, and their best argument was to emphasize the mystical and, and the, the supernatural side where it's like, where I get, I, you know what, I'll just say this. Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, I'm not questioning that you're men of God. I actually believe you and agree with you mm -hmm. that when we put our faith in the Lord, he shows himself strong. But that's not the method I should take to prove his existence. Yeah. Because these people are literally saying, only be logical with me. Right. Only you only can use logic. Right. So let's go. So let's go back to the most logical argument ever that is within that actually our belief system supports. So this idea of causality exists because of God's existence. Right. He exists, which means that if he exists, then there has to be something called causality right to prove his existence right so it's actually so what we're saying is is that causality is supporting god's existence yes causality is not a belief that is apart from god's existence right causality is something that shows god's existence so we as believers ought to be waving the flag of causality and the awesomeness of it because it proves God's existence. Yeah. And in a simple and expressible way that accounts for all the effects. Yeah. It's amazing. Awesome. So let's go, let's go through these categories in, in what the flock we, we talk about how the church responds to these categories and now in Music of Life Church, we get to talk about it in terms of these, the way people respond to this topic of God's existence exposes the confidence that they have in themselves. Literally, we get to see people's response to themselves based upon this topic. Right. So the, the low self-esteem, this is like, first, I want to say this. I'm not equating God to Santa Claus. <laughs> what I was equating with these low self-esteem people is a belief in God because my parents taught me that is no different than a belief in Santa because my parents taught me that. Mm. What is the belief founded on? That's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And 
and really this, I mean, this is, this is tough because it is the, the based on a feeling and what we see a lot of times with people who have low self-esteem is everything these people are doing in their life is about trying to make themselves feel good by avoiding bad feelings. So it is, it is the self-esteem that is very much driven by how they feel. So that makes sense. And, and you and I have, have expressed this from, from the pulpit at our churches too, is everybody, we, we want everybody in our churches to understand why they believe what they believe. Absolutely. And to be able to support it with something outside themselves, ideally scripture, right? Mm -hmm. And then we usually will add this clarifying point. Because if you say you believe something because Pastor Joel or Pastor Jonathan taught it to you, you're actually committing idolatry because we are the source of your belief. Ooh. So that's these low self-esteem people would maybe without even knowing it, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Mid self-esteem are people who, We've covered this in, in multiple episodes. They have enough self-esteem to leave the church. These are people who have enough self-esteem to know I don't deserve to be in a damaging and traumatic environment. Mm -hmm. These people with mid self-esteem may even be atheists themselves, mm. but it's not about the belief of atheism that's appealing to them. It's about which belief system is the most logical. And from what these people had experienced, the, these people we understand at the mid self-esteem that we're talking about, it would be the people who had yet to experience a better explanation for the world than that God just must not exist. Nice. And then the high self-esteem people, these are people who are open. They're, they're looking for the right answer. They know there's a right answer, even if they don't have one. And then when they are given the right answer, they accept it. Because again, whether or not I was wrong about my belief, if I have a high self-esteem, being wrong does nothing to negate the person who God created me to be. And this is where we think Pastor Tater is, is a person who in this specific area is looking for the right answer and that when they get it, they're going to accept it. We, and, and, you know, we'll see with Pastor Tater where he's at, but. So why do you say that that's, that's where pastor tater is is that what we is that what you're pulling apart from what his what mrs tater was saying yeah i think the route we're seeing with pastor tater is is he's getting to a point where he's starting to resolve some of the contradictions in his belief okay through through being a listener over all these episodes he's gotten we've covered a lot of topics so far in in a short amount of time of being on air and I'd say any person who's listened as, as long as he has is going to be challenged in a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. But if they, 
are humble, I think we could start seeing these people might actually start becoming more healthy. And I would say the thing that got me some hope was Mrs. Tater saying when we started explaining causality, he was more energized than he had been all week. So I think Pastor Tater is looking for the right answer. And I think once we give it to him, we'll find out really where he's at by how he responds to that. And that's where high self-esteem people aren't people who have all the right answers. They're people who respond well to when they are given the right answer, regardless of if it proves them wrong or not. Oh man, that is a great, let's put that in quotes. Right. Nice. That is spectacular. So the ultimate answer, uh, which is also the conjunctive answer made up of the freedom with one limitation can you explain the ultimate answer PJ in terms of a conjunctive? Yeah. So the free, the, the freedom would be God exists Mm -hmm. and the limitation would be because he's the first cause or because of causality or proven through causality. So the limitation is he's the first cause. The freedom is God exists. So really it's this all, this whole episode is as much about causality as it is about God's existence. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. Hey, if you have a question or a comment or you want to hear a certain topic, that would be awesome to, if you would let us know. Um, if there's any ideas that you have for shows or anything like that, like we are wide, wide, wide open for your ideas and we will see you next time.